Bonjour, amigos. Hope you're well. I think I may have just found my new pre-show ritual. That's always kind of a work in progress, trying to find a place mentally, emotionally, physically, spiritually where I feel aligned, like, like, like my energy is all moving in the correct and a connected direction. I didn't want to throw another fucking tantrum <laughs> like, I did, uh, like I did yesterday. And today some shit was going on, and I, I, I've been having a tough day. Like, um, the, the headaches haven't gone away, and I had to go run some uh, errands today. I had to run into the, run into the Target, and uh, my social anxiety started kicking in. And I, I don't know what the fuck it was, but I, I just started panicking, like, like in, uh, in the car there. And, and I parked in the parking lot. It, it took giving myself a 10-minute pep talk to actually get out of the car and into the store, if you know what that's like. Salutes to you. Salutes to you. You know, when I was living in Rhode Island, speaking of a social anxiety disorder, in big cities, there's a, I mean, during non-COVID times, there's there's that thing, meetup.com, uh, uh, I think it's called. It's basically, you know, you could be into kickball, you could be into running and drinking beer, whatever, you know, there's a meetup.com for you. In Rhode Island, there, there's a meetup.com group for people with social anxiety disorder. I never went because I was, I was too scared to go, and that's not a joke. That's true, but even if I was to go, I, I just imagine a, an entire parking lot full of people crying in their cars. But there's one person from, uh, from meetup.com who had the courage to go inside, and everyone else is uh, in unison, yet all alone, crying in their cars. Back to the uh, back to the pre-show ritual. Uh, you know, I'm a music lover, and I often listen to music before the show, after the show, all the time. Yeah. Um, but to set the right mood, to try to find some sense of inner peace, to try to tap into my inner smile, what do I go to? The legend. I go with first Bobby McFerrin's. Don't worry. Be happy, because honest to God, you can you can think that's the that's the cheesiest pile of gelatinous slop you've ever heard in your musical fucking listening career. You'd be dead fucking wrong uh, when you said that. Um, go back and uh, go back and listen to it, Bobby McFerrin. I, I don't know anyone that that really loves music that doesn't recognize, but at least. Uh, there's a lot of people that love music, know a lot about music, but they're real genre-specific. You take them outside their power alley, they're clueless. But everyone I know that's a real music lover and enjoys a, just a wide variety of kind of the best of, fuck genres, just whatever's good is good. Don't Worry, Be Happy is not a representation of any kind of... Uh, of the kind of music Bobby McFerrin makes. I was listening to his uh, Live from Barcelona record. J just the first three tracks are like all these eight-minute-long vocal improvisations, and it is, it is rooted in yet such a departure from... How do I want to describe this? Uh, rooted in but such a departure from, like, like the original almost like, like vocal like jazz scat and, uh, and the bebop. Uh, but takes it beyond that in a real 
Afrocentric, new agey, and just all these, uh, all his vocal harmonies and the possession and, and the, uh, the progressions of those of those vocal harmonies and, and and the layers and the way it all comes together it is like um, like the best fucking baked macaroni and cheese you ever had in your life like it just uh, it's it's all there it's just it's just it's just rich and it's full and it's vibrant and it uh, it's good for the soul so if I sound a little different today that's uh, that's why that's why I only want to talk about uh, three things really. And it'll make sense when we get to the last thing, but I'm not going to tell you until we until we get there. So do things a little backwards, whatever. First and foremost, talk about some excitement here in the little tiny city I live in of a county of about 300,000 people in eastern Washington of the United States, still part of the Pacific Northwest, but we're Certainly towards the... I can get to Idaho in about a, in about a half hour. If you're looking at a map, you get to the panhandle of Idaho. We're the biggest city along Interstate 90, which runs from across the, the northern part of the United States. It goes from Seattle at the Pacific Ocean, goes all the way to fucking Boston and the Atlantic Ocean, if you were to follow it all the way across I-90. But Spokane's the biggest city in between Seattle and Minneapolis, if you're going just across... Because you're going across like Montana, North Dakota, Wyoming, I think. <clears throat> I'm not very good at geography, and I'm like uh, I'm like every other like like liberal West Coast elite. I'm not exactly sure what what I, I, I know you can do that, driver. I've certainly never fucking done it. My God, are you crazy? When I moved to Rhode Island, you're like, how do you get the cars? You don't you don't drive them. You you pay someone. They put them on a train, and the train uh. Drops it off a semi, semi brings it to you. Move like that. But the biggest news here in Spokane, I mean, and this is this is dwarfing COVID. The biggest news here in Spokangeles, this little hamlet where I reside, we got a fucking Chick Fil A, a motherfucking Chick Fil A. Welcome to the big time, Spokangeles. It just opened a couple days ago. The first day, mass hysteria caused traffic problems all over the city in a city where no one's working. Five to seven hour lines at the drive-thru and only the drive-thru is open during these COVID times. Five to seven hours. That night, hundreds of people slept in their cars. In line, slept in their cars. Well, Chick-fil-A was closed. 17 fucking degrees. And these people are sleeping in their cars. Chick-fil-A is fucking great. It's fucking great, though. Their chicken sandwich. I like Popeye's a little better. And, and I'm a former fried chicken commissioner of the United States of America, so my vote fucking counts. We got a lot of good chicken around, but Chick-fil-A's fucking good. But hopefully, fingers crossed. Uh, if I do go to uh, to Florida for uh, for nine days, departing Christmas, uh, I'll have Chick Fil A at least like every day, probably. Well, and I do a lot of fucking Chick Fil A. Love that shit. Um, so that's all the commotion where I'm at is the the Chick Fil A. 
But I want to talk about another food place here in Spokangelis just for a second. And the fact that this place is, is just down there, a stone's throw, not more than a mile and a half from, uh, from my mom's basement and the podcast dojo. There's this, there's this Mexican grocery store that is, it, it's, named, it's named De Leon Foods. And it is just a slice of heaven, this Mexican grocery store. Not only is it a Mexican grocery store, it's also a tortilla factory. It is also has a uh, it has it has a fresh hot deli, all kinds of great traditional Mexican dishes, and you also order all kinds of tacos and enchiladas and and all that shit. And the food is the food is amazing. And then they have they have a uh, they have a Mexican butcher there. They have. Uh, a Mexican bakery, like uh, all the uh, pan dulce tradicionales. Uh, it is in a, 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 a little toy section full of uh, <laughs> games for uh, not just Mexican children. It turns out anyone can play these games. But it is uh, it is just it is just a fantastic little treasure. This uh, this De Leon foods. I just I, j- I just fucking adore it. Anyway, uh, yesterday towards the end of the show. I mentioned that um, my psychiatrist gave me a gave me a real mind fuck of an assignment. Uh, gave periodically towards towards the end of the towards the end of our, our weekly conversation, we'll arrive at a point. She's like, "Here, here's something I'd like you to percolate on and uh, and get back to me." And she intentionally uses the word percolate because of <laughs> my rampant uh, enjoyment of marijuana. You know, you can't hide that shit from your doctor. Plus, I, I live in a state where it's all, you know, legal above board. I used to have a medical card, but what's the point? Saves you a little bit on taxes and things, but it's more hassle than anything. But the, uh, the psychiatrist wanted me to percolate on. And this will be a little bit of a stroll, but I think it'll be worth it if you'll, uh, worth it, excuse me, if you'll bear with me here. Somehow we got to a point in a conversation, which, which is something uh, we certainly don't come back to every week, but, but, but it's, a, it, it's, it's a recurring theme because it kind of gets to the heart of uh, uh, the mental whatever the fuck you want to call it that is, that is bipolar and other shit I got going on in there, right? Um, and the frustrating and, and the most hardest part for me, it's as if the... My reality and, and, and perception of it is, is constantly shifting on me. I have a rapid cycling form of the, the condition. And because of the constant pain makes, it, uh, makes that go haywire, because it's essentially a chemical imbalance and a bunch of shit going on in the, in the limbic system of the brain and all these different things. But the most frustrating thing is imagine going through... Uh, reality, where, where I often make a, make this analogy or, or metaphor, whatever, whatever the fuck it is. But you're at the, uh, you, you know, when you go to the eye doctor and, and they're testing your eyes to figure out what, what glasses you should get and they're going through all the different lenses, they're like, clear now or blurrier now? Clear now, blurrier now? Like it emotionally and my perception of things shifts on me. Like how I feel in the morning isn't necessarily how I'm going to be feeling in the afternoon and the nights can be totally different. I can go from totally depressed to totally manic and back in the same fucking day. 
it's hard to it's hard to get your footing sometimes and and just uh certain things get lost when uh when your brain is is, is essentially playing tricks on you so What my psychiatrist, what she wanted me to percolate on, she's like, well, even, even when you shift from, 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 from one extreme to the other, what is, what is always inside you? What is, what, what is authentically you? What, what are the parts of you that don't shift, that, 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 that can't change? And the only thing I can come up with, there's a lot of things that I'm 95, 99, you know, percent of the time. You know, but unfortunately, I, I can't say I'm, I'm as kind as I can be 100% of the time. I mean, I, I do my best. I think most of my friends would consider me a, a, a friendly uh, a delightful and, uh, and and generous friend. I um, I hope. So the only thing I can boil it down to, and and what is authentically me? What what is that that doesn't change? I mean well. I sincere. I sincerely mean no harm. And I don't think that makes me a, a good person. I, I, I wouldn't even... That's for... I think all of us think of ourselves, or mo- at least most of us do, uh, think of ourselves as, as good people, or at least, at least try to. Uh, uh, my self-esteem can't uh, or won't currently allow me to, uh, to get to that place. I... I'm usually striving, but not. You know, I try to practice the uh, the Japanese philosophy of uh, of kaizen, which is which is which is just a, a steady, perpetual, slow, but steady uh, growth. And I fucking try. And, and, and 90 plus percent of the time, like I'm trying my very best, but it. But it's the it, it's the authentic part. It, it, it's the thing that that never, ever uh, that you are no matter what. At your most heated moment in a tantrum. Or in your most joyous, euphoric moment with friends. I mean, well, I'm 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 certainly no saint, and I um, man, I've lived a lot of life though, um, a lot of mistakes, a lot of mistakes, but you try to learn from them the best you can, and apologize when you fuck up, and. I rarely fuck up on purpose, but you know what? Sometimes I do. Sometimes I do fuck up on purpose. You know, the last time I went to go do 
a little comedy just for fun. Like I just like it was it wasn't like a gig. I just went to uh, I just went to like an open mic night just to just to kind of see what was what get, get the lay of the land. I used to tell a lot of jokes when I uh, when I lived in Rhode Island. I would do a lot of stand ups and then like you know. On the weekend, you could get a big gig and, you know, maybe make up to $50 if you're... St- <laughs> I'm joking, but not really. Um, but, like, I just got real fucking annoyed with the, with the room, and I was also nervous, and when I'm nervous, I fucking lash out and do weird shit. I'm kind of like this... Uh, in fact, I'm not kind of. I am this 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 bundle, this, this collection of energy. Because right, because all life is 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 energy with intention. Whether you're talking about us or plants or planets, that's life. Energy with with an intention. But I was at this I was at this comedy club, and I just I just got fucking I got fucking annoyed. And so I did something I like to call comedy terrorism, where uh, I didn't uh, I didn't much care if anyone cared for my jokes, but I was gonna change the mood of that fucking room, and not necessarily for the better. I was gonna say some shit that was gonna be fucking bananas. So <sighs> that is, uh, I don't think that's the trait of a particular. I don't I don't think I'm not sure good people would do that. I'm not sure a good person would do that. I did it. So I'm struggling with that in addition to the headaches and just the frustration with society in general over this whole fucking COVID thing. All right, last thing we want to we wanna talk about uh, before we go. Um, some of you may remember, not always, we've, we've acquired a, a lot of listeners at, uh, at different times, and, and, and I thank you. Uh, uh, for that, just trying to just trying to make you smile, make you think, and occasionally ask yourself like, "What the fuck?" And I try to create, typically, the type of show that that's my favorite show. I like shows that are that are different. I like shows that are creative. I like shows that are opinionated, especially with uh, unsuspecting or, or uh, uh, surprising opinions. I like shows that are funny. I like shows that are quirky. I like shows that have a lot of stories, a lot of personality. So that's, you know, that's that's what that's what we're striving uh, uh, to build here at the Fishbowl. And, and this is this is going to be a process that that goes on for a while, and it ebbs and flows. And it's just that's the creative nature of of, of especially doing something like this five days a week. Um, and you may have noticed I've. Certainly taken advantage of Fish B being back east, and I, I have uh, taken my foot off the gas uh, just a little bit, and and that that is that that is completely intentional. Because when we first started this show, it was it was just it was just beta, like like, and what I mean by that is yes, I was podcasting, but I, but I wasn't promoting it on social media in any way, shape, or form, and. Like only five people in the world knew about it, and it was that way for the first seven, eight months of the show, if not, if not more. And now I've decided, until I get into my own apartment after after the new year, 
I do I do the very best I can here in my mom's basement, and I'm grateful that I had a place to stay. But it is it is it is uh, creatively stifling. This is this is not this this. You do the best you can with what you got, and you don't make excuses. And and, and I've I've done my best to flourish as much as possible under these circumstances for the last year. I I sincerely have. But now that I'm getting so close to the apartment, I can just I can I'm I just I just dream about it, and, and this should happen sometime in January, February. So we'll we'll see exactly when we can get in. Hopefully, we can get to this place right in uh, downtown, or where we want to be. So we walk everywhere, and just a nice life down there. There's a lot of pretty shit to look at, a lot of bars, a lot of restaurants. If any of them survive COVID, for God's sake, a lot of them haven't. A lot of them are gone. But I'm going to create this apartment with the idea of it being a, a living space and a, and a cooking space. Uh, those, are, those, those are totally separate things. My entire intention with this place is to make the most relaxing, chill, Yet creatively stimulating environment, just just very minimalist, but still, but still color and plants and a cat and I'm really curious what because we started the show in the Motel Six apartment, and I just I, I just didn't have any fucking clue what I was doing. I was I was overwhelmed by the stress and the pressure of trying to put together a show every single day. It was it was. I was really redlining. It was, it, was, it, was, it was too much to start, but I had to get through that process. It was painful, but I'm glad I did it. Obviously feel better about what we're doing now. But I, we're back to beta until we get into the apartment. And, and I want to keep things um, really stripped down. And I want to keep things really conversational. And I want to keep things, you know. I'm not intentionally making mistakes, but I'm obviously not editing them out. But, and there, there's no guarantees that uh, that I'm going to be able to uh, to get this apartment. I've already applied, but I, I put the the move-in date I wanted as February first, so it's kind of on it's kind of on their back burner. Then, obviously, with this COVID thing, no one. No one knows. I, I feel horrible for for all these renters, it, but. I, I understand the landlord's position too because there's been an eviction moratorium forever because COVID. I see both sides of that. You can't be throwing people out in the fucking winter in the cold, but I don't know what's going to happen here in Washington State or what's going to happen in your state. If, but I, I don't think any state has passed any kind of protections past the new year, have they? So who who really knows what's going to be going on with the apartment market um, if January February? But th- this thing is not a guarantee. So um, if uh, if you're on my side, uh, if you're if you're you know if you if a, if a little part of you uh, finds yourself uh, rooting for me uh, uh, just a little bit, I appreciate that. Um, putting that energy into the universe um, means a lot to me. So 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 thank you. Um, if you, you if you could just say a little wish that uh, that I'm able to to get this apartment and and really kind of uh, take my time in putting it together in a way that is just absolutely 
you know, fang sweet and just, just every little trick I fucking know to kind of enhance the creative environment of any, any studio I want to, uh, I want to incorporate. I want this place to be fucking slick. I don't even fucking care if it has a fucking bed in it, you know, sleep on the fucking couch, which is cool till Isaiah gets here. But anyway, that's, um, that's what I want to talk about today. Uh, Chick-fil-A, the Leon Foods. The psychic, uh, or excuse me, the psychiatrist mindfuck. How we are going uh, back to beta and uh, and the apartment. So anyway, uh, that's where we're at. Uh, it's Friday in uh, in uh, in my world. I uh, hope you had a good uh, chill Friday. Uh, I, I might even record some podcasts this weekend. I'm not sure. So uh, follow, subscribe if you want. Oh, here's something. Can I tell you? Can I tell you one more thing before I go? I, I always do this. I know. I know. I'm such a, such a cock tease. Um, this is totally counterintuitive of for doing a podcast, which exists as a digital medium. So when it comes to things like social media, it would make sense that I have the, 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 the widest and, and and the biggest like like digital and, and social media footprint as possible certainly far beyond the genius that is bobsfishbowl.com right um, but I'm moving in the opposite direction I just like I think LinkedIn is just is is just fucking weird and so I I deleted uh, my profile on that a couple months ago. And this one you might think is fucking stupid. You, you might think, you might applaud uh, the moral stand, but from a podcasting perspective, this makes no sense. But I've uh, uh, deleted, uh, uh, not just, not just, uh, not just kind of taken offline, but actually deleted uh, my Facebook page. So I'm no longer on Facebook at all. I just, I'm trying to live a life that is that is in line with my value system. And Facebook's just something that I can't support. I, I, I don't want to, I don't want to criticize and yet, yet still, I, I just, anyway, for me, um, it's difficult to do. So I'll, but here's what I think at, at the end of the day, when we're looking back like three years from now and, and, and judging whether or not this podcast adventure has been successful, I don't think we'll look back at, you know, it's that Facebook decision that fucked us. Either, either this show is going to get real fucking good and, and, and prosper and, and continue to, to flourish. Or it's going to die a slow, painful, horrible death, which ends up with me taking my own life at the end of the podcast by lighting myself on fire. <laughs> there's only there's only two endings. Success fire. I don't think Facebook is going to be the straw that uh breaks the camel's back and lights the uh, imaginary camel. I I would get off the camel and then light myself on fire. So we'll see, we'll see in three years. But again, I'm just, it's important to me to live, live a life according to my values. And, and, and that's why, I mean, like I said, taking advantage of Fish BB and Back East. But 
I'm not even putting this thing out like on Twitter or I, I, I still have Twitter and I, I have Instagram, which I know is obviously a Facebook owned company, but I might have to get rid of that too. But then where would I, where would I look at pictures of, uh, of ladies, Audrey, uh, uh, doing, doing fashion like things. And the women of media that I follow. Oh, they are a plenty. Uh, anyways, um, maybe I've gone on too long. Maybe I haven't. There's a real debate about the proper length of this, uh, of this show, what it should be. I tend to think it should be under 20 minutes. One day I was looking on Spotify, and they had a whole fucking like, uh, like subcategory of podcasts of like 15 minutes and under. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck you. I don't want to play that game. Do I have to make this podcast under 15 minutes so I can play in that fucking category? Because I think those five minutes mean a lot to me. I can, I can squeeze a lot more fucking entertainment in there when we're, doing a, when we're doing a show, 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 and not just back to beta and just keeping things as relaxed and restrained and as calm as we can. But I'll keep you updated on uh, on what's going on with the uh, what's going on with the apartment. As soon as I know something, you'll know something. They called me back. They typically have. Uh, they said they typically carry like because there's a bunch of fucking units in the projects. They um, they said they typically carry like at least like two to three units can, like carry over like per month that are available. But again, who's to fucking know when the when the COVID eviction moratorium and, and all that shit. So. I don't want anyone, I'm certainly, talk about living life according to my values, I don't want to move into an apartment that just belonged to someone that got thrown out on the fucking street. That's not, that's not a good karmic beginning. That apartment's going to have some bad fucking energy, and I'm trying to create an apartment with the greatest energy and just... Uh, People that do creative things, you know what I'm talking about. You know, you know what? It, you get into an environment and it just feels great. It just feels great. Like, yeah. Anyway, uh, love you lots. Adios, amigo. <laughs>